0: You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alright, what's going on Big Blue Nation? Welcome on into to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, got a lot of really fun basketball things to get to. Ugonna Kingsley has committed to the Wildcats, going to continue to talk about what he could bring to the team. Could be playing this season. Uh, that is a legitimate possibility for the Wildcats. Going to talk about Antonio Reeves. Is he being discussed enough? Is his role with the Wildcats being discussed enough heading into this season? Going to talk about that. And then finally, Got some, uh, got some bracketology I briefly want to get to. So I, I believe Joel and already updated it like back on like June 12th or excuse me, July 12th. Never got to it. I want to kind of briefly touch on it because there's a team that has surpassed Kentucky in the bracketology that the Wildcats may actually end up playing this season. I wanted to discuss that later on in the show. Thank you guys so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms. So let's go ahead and get into it. Ugunna Kingsley uh, has officially committed to the Wildcats. We just talked about this kid uh, just a few days ago. Talked about him potentially being the guy that Kentucky gets at center instead of five-star Aaron Bradshaw. I think the two most important things that you have to note about Ugunna Kingsley, uh Ugunna Kingsley Oyenzo, Yenzo, I believe is his on Yenzo, I believe is his full name. The two things you have to note about this kid. Before we kind of get into breaking down his game, like we did just a few days ago, he's reclassified to 2022. So according to On Three, uh, On Yenzo's or uh, academics are in order. Uh, with sources telling Kentucky Sports Radio that his reclassification comes with zero hiccups, On Three said that he may not be able to join the team in the Bahamas, which it's, he's not going to. But it will be a smooth. Uh, transition from there when the Wildcats return home and practice at the Joe Craft Center. That's going to be a lot of fun to have on Yenzo uh, potentially with the team this season. Uh, again, most reports have said, you know, this kid's reclassified and everything's good to go. After the Shaden Sharp debacle last season, I'm I'm cautious to say, okay, we're adding this kid. Let's go ahead and talk about him as if he's a part of the team. Although all signs point to this, this is a different situation than that. And he's gotten everything ready to go. So I'm really excited about this kit. I think the second most important thing that you have to note here, we talked about his size. It might have been the most recent episode of the show, to be honest with you. Talked about his size, six 6'11", 195 pounds. So we noted that when you watch film, wasn't necessarily comfortable uh, playing offense, getting touches ba- with his back to the basket. He wasn't necessarily comfortable wearing opponents down and getting shots in the paint. He really, really liked to, once he kind of caught the ball, take a dribble. If he didn't like what he saw, he was really, really good, has really soft touch, putting up floaters, and is really, really good kind of right at the rim, but not dunking the basketball or direct layups I guess you could say so yeah really excited about this kid 6 foot 11 195 pounds the the difference here 24 7 sports updated his page and I said you know 195 pounds you know he's probably going to need to put on some weight they updated his page from 6 foot 11 195 pounds to 7 feet tall 233 pounds Two hundred and thirty three pounds, that's a near forty pound difference for Uganda Kingsley after they updated his page whenever he reclassified to 2022. Holy cow, seven feet tall, two hundred and thirty three pounds. If that is true and he has truly gained that much weight and he is uh he has grown an inch, holy cow, this kid could be a monster. I mean, that was the one thing that we were kind of nitpicking about his game is, you know, offensively, he may need a little bit more weight to kind of physically be able to get into the paint and kind of assert himself. But holy cow, 230 pounds. That's exactly what you want to hear. You look at some of the quotes that this kid had after committing to the Wildcats. I was there in the live chat. Actually, there were like three or four of you that immediately tagged me in the chat. Uh, on twenty four seven sports YouTube page, there were like thirty seven hundred people watching, and there were a few people that were, were tagging me like, "Hey, dude, I watch your podcast. Really appreciate you guys uh, out there in full support. Uh, really, really cool to see people uh, in a live chat that's not mine uh, talking about the show." But some of the quotes here and this these are some of the things he said directly. You know, after. Uh, after uh, he committed, he said, my reason for choosing Kentucky is because I know it fit in their style of play, their positionless offense and how fast they play. You love to hear a kid talking about positionless offense for the Wildcats talking about, you know, just the versatility that the offense may potentially have. And And let me tell you something. We talked about this kid's form shooting the basketball. So I don't think he's going to be a three point shooter. I want to get to who he, who he best compares himself to in a second. He's, he's not going to be a three-point shooter in my mind. But dang, his form looks really, really good. For seven feet tall, his form, really, really nice. Uh, really, really, really polished for a kid that's now reclassifying to 2022. He said, I'd know I'd fit their system because they play my kind of game. And then whenever he was asked, I believe this was actually uh, back in June. Uh, this was in a KSR article. When asked back in June what he does best... It's something that we talked about on the show just a few days ago. He is an excellent, excellent shot blocker and defender. Really, really good when when it comes to timing blocks, when it comes to timing plays at the rim. This kid is excellent at it. And he said that. What I do best is blocking shots and getting rebounds. I know I'm the best defender in the country. I'm a great shot blocker. My game is mostly helping my team defensively. That's what I do best, playing good defense and protecting the rim. My offense is evolving. I know that for sure. But when I'm on my court, what I do best is help my team by playing great defense. And we talked about his offense most recently on the show, just talking about how it does need a little bit of polish. It does need a little bit of work. But I do like where he's at offensively. I mean, when you're you're trying to run sets, you're not asking your big man to do a whole lot other than get into the paint, get positioned, get a touch, make a move, and put a shot up. I mean, especially considering this kid's obviously put on a little bit of weight. You would like to think that you can kind of develop him and get him to do that. If he comes on to, we'll, we'll we'll talk about what he could potentially do with the team this season. But something else I wanted to point out here real quick. He was asked about who he best compares himself to. Bez compares himself to Giannis, uh, onto the on Tintakumpo, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Everybody's got problems with it. I have, I know that we've mentioned here on the show. I have issues with pronouncing everyone's name. Uh, Giannis' last name is not something I'm going to uh, going to lose sleep over. But he said Giannis, that's my kind of mentor. I study him. That's what he told KSR. He said we have kind of the same situation. Him growing up and looking at myself, I can see the similarities. It's not even just about basketball; it's his life off the court as well. I study that too. I see myself in his story, and I just got to say, if we've gotten a if we've gotten a, a baby Giannis on the court, uh, I don't necessarily think that you know, like he said, you need all of the basketball aspects. You you may need some of the stuff off the court just to get some. Really, really likable kid uh within the program. And after hearing him talk on 24-7 sports announcing his commitment, he seems like a really, really good kid. And I really I'm really, really excited about this guy coming into the Wildcats program. We mentioned that, you know, he won't be joining the team uh during their trip to the Bahamas, but he could be playing this season. And man, we talked about it, we talked about it, we've talked about it this offseason. What does Kentucky need to do? Whenever Oscar Sheebway leaves, they have to go out and get somebody, not just any type of center. They need to go in out and get somebody with some height because not every six foot nine forward is going to be able to rebound and dominate the way Oscar Sheebway has dominated. You got your seven foot big man, 230 pounds. He's raw, but here's the great thing if he joins the team this season, he gets to back up the former National Player of the Year or the, the reigning National Player of the Year. You get to back him up, you get to learn right you get to study you get to develop with this Kentucky coaching staff they are setting themselves up John Calipari and this staff are setting themselves up for a really really solid 2024 or excuse me 2023-24 season if they can get this kid some minutes some some low low minutes they can get this kid on the court if they can develop him if they can train him and get him ready to potentially start next season you bring in maybe a transfer portal center or something like that man really excited about this front court all of a sudden you gonna Kingsley excellent shot blocker excellent defender uh really really raw prospect reclassified to 2022 has put on some weight looks like he is doing everything he can and this staff is doing everything they can to get him ready and to get the team ready not just for this season but for seasons to come all right I want to talk about Antonio Reeves here, transfer from Illinois State. Sometimes, man, you talk about all these different transfers and you forget about some of them and you well, you don't necessarily forget about them. You forget about their, their impact, their potential with the team. I want to talk about Antonio Reeves and his potential in just a second. Before we do that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at LinkedIn. As the sum sum comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier for you to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and higher. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. You can post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, moving along here on the Tuesday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Daw here with you. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. Before I get to Antonio Reeves, I want to talk about the Eastern Kentucky Flood Relief Fund uh, that KSR has been putting on. There have been so many different ways to donate to what's going on or what has happened uh, to some of the poor families and some of the, uh, the businesses in Eastern Kentucky, all of the these floods, and it's been absolutely terrible. My heart goes out to those people in Eastern Kentucky. If any of you listening are from that area, we're praying for you. We're supporting you. And we're donating to help you guys build things back up. So KSR and the Kentucky Chamber Foundation partnered. They uh, made a relief fund for uh, Kentuckians to make sure that they are able to rebuild. I'm going to drop the link to that GoFundMe in the description of this episode, both on YouTube and on podcast. I would highly encourage you guys, highly encourage you guys to go and support uh, that, uh, that, um, that GoFundMe. If you don't want to uh, support that GoFundMe, there are certainly other ways for you to help donate. Uh, Obviously, Kentucky themselves holding an open practice tonight. If you're watching the day that this episode is airing, they're holding an open practice uh, tonight. You can watch that on Lex18. You can also donate uh, through that live stream, I believe. It's going to be awesome. Really, really, really cool to see the basketball team and all of these different people in the state come together and support and help build this back up. There's been an outpouring of, of, uh, of, of donations and, and, re- and uh, money and different things like that. I believe actually the KSR GoFundMe has like $90,000 uh, already saved, uh, already uh, donated. So that's really, really awesome to see really, really awesome to see just the community support after the, uh, after the floods there in Eastern Kentucky. Again, thoughts and prayers go out to those people. All right. Antonio Reeves. Antonio Reeves. So we talked about we've talked about Reeves actually quite a bit on the show. We've talked about his potential before, right? And, and people seem to be really excited about this kid, about what he could potentially do. But the holdup for me, and the holdup for several of you out there, is well, he played at Illinois State, right? And man, he tore it up at Illinois State. His third year statistically was not the most efficient basketball player before them. He tore it up last year. The question, though is can he do the same thing, or can he, do in, within his minutes, be as efficient as he was at Illinois State last year? That's the question. And we don't necessarily know where Antonio Reeves is going to get his minutes from. He could play the two, he can play the three if he needs to. I don't know how Calipari is going to work that out. I'm really actually interested to see what the uh, open practice looks like so we can kind of get some ideas as to where he could be playing within this offense. Heck, he could play the one if he needs to. Kentucky's not going to do that, I don't think. But I definitely think he's got the ability to do that as well. It's possible. But yeah, there's been a little bit of buzz recently. Actually, uh, associate head coach Orlando uh, Antigua recently, uh, I believe, spoke to... I can't, I can't remember if it was KSR. I just have the quote here. Recently spoke to the media about Antonio Reeves and just talked about how how just diverse his game is and how, how just experienced he is. Talking about him specifically offensively. He's got a lot of different things that you, you really, really like. And this is the direct quote here. Antonio is such a great player. Again, this is, uh, by the way, from associate head coach Orlando Antigua. Antonio is such a great player, and he's got so many layers to his game. He's not just a scorer. That's what his team needed to him, him to do at Illinois State. He's a guy who's got great sides that can play the one, two, or the three. He can handle the ball, pass the ball, and he's an even better defender when he's asked to be than, he, or, than he's been asked to be. We'll continue to ask him to be a better defender that way. He's a three-level scorer who has great feel. I'm excited to see him go up against some better competition. One of the things you know about him is that he's a competitor. He competes and gets after it. We're continuing to challenge him to be a little more vocal. That's part of his personality. He's just a little more quiet. He's a guy who leads by example, goes out and competes, does what he does. For one of our guards, he just needs to be a little more vocal. We're going to keep challenging him on that, that was associate head coach Orlando Antigua. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right as well. I'm, I I just have a feeling that I butcher everybody's last name that I read. Anyway, <laughs> Antonio Reeves really, really hyped up by Coach Orlando there. And we've been kind of talking about it on the show. It's like, okay, listen, guys. Even if there is a little bit of a bump in the road between competition at Illinois State and playing in the SEC, a couple things to note here. Number one, you got your non-conference slate. And I, we've talked about the non-conference. We're actually going to talk about it here in a little bit. But you've got your games that are going to be really difficult, and then you've got your games that are going to kind of allow you at home, at Rupp Arena, uh, against some of these weaker some of this weaker competition. It's going to allow you to kind of work out the kinks as a team, and it's going to kind of I believe the way the non-conference schedule is going to work is you know you're going to have your tough games at the beginning. Okay, you learn some things about yourself. Go back to Rupp. You kind of work things out. Then you've got your other uh, games. You're going to play in London against Michigan, which is going to be a lot of fun. You're going to obviously play against Louisville later on. That's going to be fun. You're going to play against UCLA, I believe, in the Champions Classic. That's going to be exciting. So you've got these opportunities. It's kind of like a roller coaster, okay? Really, really difficult competition. Okay, now we're going to kind of slide back down and work work on ourselves. That's the way that all good non-conference schedules should be set up. You've got some good opponents. You've got some bad opponents. Excellent opportunity before you get into conference play to kind of really work things out. Antonio Reeves, I think, is almost definitively going to learn more about himself as a player, and he's going to learn more about how he needs to play within himself, within this Wildcats starting lineup, if he is starting, and I assume he is. But he's going to be able to quickly, given his experience, kind of sort things out. Okay, well, I do this specific, I do all these things really, really good offensively, but this specific thing or this specific thing, you know, is really, really working well within my role at Kentucky. You know, we run these sets that really, really emphasize my ability to do these things. So I'm going to continue to hone my craft on that. I'm going to challenge myself to not just be vocal, but to also do something else that he kind of struggled to do at Illinois State, which was attack the rim a little bit more consistently. You know, he's got all these opportunities. He's got like a month and a half to really, really, really get ready. And then the SEC slate comes. I think he's going to shine. If Kentucky gives him the minutes that he needs to, I think he's going to shine because I think the stigma, I think the issue that everybody has, including myself, and the question asking, uh, you know, what's he going to do transitioning to the SEC, I think the problem there is not as big of an issue as some people may think it is. And I'm kind of talking to myself here as well. Just because you come from a mid-major school, just because you come from a no-name school, as some people may say, does not mean that you're objectively going to be a bad basketball player. It's the reason why you see all these different NBA players that just came out of nowhere from college excel. Kawhi Leonard played at San Diego State. Damian Lillard, I can't even remember where he played. Did he play at Lehigh? Am I off on that? Paul George played at Fresno State. You know, there are all these different players that, you know, that are really, really doing well for themselves in the NBA that came from these mid-major no-name schools. Just because Antonio Reeves came from a place that you don't necessarily find top-end talent does not mean that he can't be top-end talent. I mean, shoot, the kid was averaging over 20 a game. So I, I think there's reason to believe that, you know, this guy could be a focal point of this team offensively outside of Oscar Shibwe. I think this kid could be something special. We need to keep an eye on him right now. Uh, my gut tells me he's probably going to be Kentucky's second leading scorer unless Oscar Shibwe uh, takes a significant step back when it comes to t- touches at the rim, which I don't think is going to happen. There's so much potential here. We've talked about what Kentucky needs to make a deep NCAA tournament run. They need a guard that can create an isolation or can be the go-to guy. It was Ty Ty's role for a little bit last season. He got hurt, started to get inconsistent. Could Antonio Reeves be that guy? Could he be the Harrison that takes the shot at the end of the game whenever you need him to? He's going to have plenty of time to figure himself out offensively, and the team is going to have plenty of time to kind of figure out what his role is. Give him more minutes, in my opinion. Give him more minutes and he is going to produce. All right, before we talk about bracketology and a team Kentucky may play, John Calipari hinted at it recently, going to tell you guys about our friends over at Bilt Bar. We've talked about Bilt Bar for quite some time here on the show, and they've got these things. They've been out for a while, but some of you might not have heard of them. I'm just going to reiterate it here because I think the Puffs that Built Bars put out are almost better than the original Built Bar. So Built Bar Puffs, first ever protein-infused marshmallow. We've actually got one here on the set here on Locked On Kentucky. It's cookie dough. Absolutely phenomenal. It's really, really good, great texture, and all of these Built Bars, including the Puffs, are covered in 100% real chocolate. And you may say, well, why would I want a candy bar? It sounds like you're describing a candy bar to me. They're not candy bars. They're actually protein bars. Really, really good for you, and they taste phenomenal. Actually, the Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs, the one I have here on the set, only 160 calories, and it's got 15 grams of protein. Really, really good for you. They taste absolutely phenomenal, and they've got all these different flavors. We've talked here on the show before how I'm a huge fanatic of cookies and cream and salted caramel. Those are my go-tos Absolutely. They've got all these different new flavors, though, that you can try out. And you can go to built.com and use promo code locked15 to get 15% off your order. If you want to try cookie dough, would highly encourage you to. If you want to go for salted caramel, would highly encourage you to. If you want to go for something else, shoot, they've probably got it. Again, locked15 to get 15% off your order. That is over at built.com. All right, wrapping up the Tuesday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Daw here with you. So I briefly wanted to discuss. Bracketology, and then get on to a more interesting topic here. So Joe Lenardi, yeah, this was July 12th. Put out his most recent 2023 bracketology, just kind of essentially just projecting here without a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of things to really go off of. And for the majority of the year so far, after the uh, the 2022 NCAA tournament ended, Kentucky was the number one overall seed. They have been replaced now as the top overall seed by the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Gonzaga has now taken the number one overall seed, according to Joe Lenardi. They could potentially play in the West region, which will be held in Las Vegas. That's where Kentucky was originally slated to play. They have now been bumped down to the South region, which is Louisville, but Kentucky would start off in Columbus. The reason I wanted to talk about the Bulldogs here and talk about bracketology is not because of, you know, the accuracy of the bracketology or speculating over these games or anything, because even Lenardi himself said this is all just kind of speculation. There's not really a whole lot to found any of these claims on. I wanted to talk about Gonzaga and Kentucky. I asked on Twitter just a few days ago. I was like, hey, guys, if there was a team that you you would want to see added to Kentucky's non-conference slate this year, who would it be and why? And a few of you actually said the Gonzaga Bulldogs. I've asked this question before. I believe I asked it on Rupp Rafters. I've asked it here on YouTube. We've gotten Gonzaga as a consistent response. Well, according to KSR, according to John Calipari, during the open practice tonight, and again, this may have already passed, so this may be irrelevant to you, but during the open practice, he is going to give a big-time announcement at Rupp Arena. He said, if you want to be the first to hear it, you're going to be excited. It's a big, big-time announcement. And this is something that Tyler Thompson of KSR said in an article. And I think that it's it's where my mind went immediately before I saw this article. This is what Tyler Thompson said. While history has taught us not to set our expectations too high in these situations, my mind immediately went to Kentucky's non-conference schedule. For the last few weeks, Calipari has teased major additions to the non-conference slate, which already includes Michigan, Michigan State, UCLA, Louisville, and Kansas. On July 22nd, he's tweeted that he's still seeing what other opportunities are available for the schedule, and that when all is said and done, it will be one of the top five in the country. On Thursday, July 28th, Cal went a step further, teasing a really interesting scheduling opportunity. Cal Party tweeted out, and this was this is just the direct tweet. Really interesting schedule opportunity if no roadblocks. Dot dot dot. And so Tyler Thompson goes on to speculate, who could it be? Sources tell KSR that Kentucky reached out to North Carolina about scheduling a home and home series. Although the Tar Heels were intrigued, they weren't certain they could fit Kentucky in this season. Yeah, you and cheat scared. Oh, by the way, I don't think nah, I'm just I say you and cheat as a joke. Nobody get upset. We love Locked On Tar Heels here. Isaac Shade does a phenomenal job. Okay, we love him. We, we may not like the Tar Heels. Isaac Shade is number one. Anyway, the Tar Heels were intrigued. Didn't think they could fit Kentucky in this season. Darn. Gonzaga, however, is a name that is gaining steam. The Bulldogs have yet to announce their non-conference schedule. Uh, and last year, Calipari reached out to Mark Few about putting together a game in case of COVID cancellations. I was actually starting the podcast around that time. I remember talking about that last year. But yeah, imagine Kentucky... Adding Gonzaga to this already loaded, just insane slate with some really, really big time names. Again, in case you didn't see or in case you didn't hear me, non-conference slate already has Michigan, Michigan State, Louisville, UCLA, and Kansas. Imagine adding on Gonzaga to that, man. All the fans—well, not all the fans. Most of the fans have been asking for it. I've said it would be—I i said it would be great. Cal tried to make it happen last year. And here we are, big-time announcement coming at Open Practice. Would love to see the announcement be Kentucky's playing the Gonzaga Bulldogs at some point this winter. We're going to keep tabs on it. We're probably going to talk about the big announcement on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Kentucky. So make sure you guys, by the way, I know that YouTube, uh, YouTube content creators kind of throw out the stat of like, oh, well, 50% of people that still watch me aren't subscribed or whatever. I went and looked. of you that watch my videos are not subscribed on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe. All you got to do is click the button. We're going to have some great Kentucky football content coming up here uh, in the upcoming weeks. It's almost that time. Also going to continue to talk about Kentucky basketball recruiting, everything going on with Big Blue Nation. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. If you're listening on podcast, leave a five-star review. I asked you guys to, do, to uh, do it the other day. Some of you did. I really appreciate that. Please continue to leave positive reviews for the show. I absolutely love to hear what you guys have to say, uh, regardless of whether or not it is good or bad, just to be honest with you. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on UK. Would highly encourage you guys to do that as well. You can follow me on Twitter at LanceDaw underscore. And you can follow the show on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked on Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day and God bless.